You're listening to Human Library, brought to you by the OUSA Student Support Centre, Diversity Week and Radio 1 91FM. Uh, kia ora. So my name is Hannah, Hannah Briggs, and I am a dancer here in Dunedin. I'm also a queer woman and I like to use she or they pronouns. Um, here in Dunedin, outside of dance, I work at the university as a training and development coordinator. And uh, I'd like to introduce Jenny, my colleague. Hi, I'm Jenny Newstead, and I am a crip, a real crip, as in I use crutches, and I have a disability and known as a crazy crip. I'm a dancer, and I use they, them pronouns. And I also teach for Dunedin Trampoline Sports here in Dunedin as well as teaching for gasp dance. Awesome. And so today we wanted to talk about our collaborative journey. We've been working together for about, was it 12 or 13 years? I'm not sure. I think it's 13 maybe coming up. Maybe coming up 13 years. So a long, long time. And we uh, established GASP Dance Inclusive together. So uh, we run classes for adults with and without disabilities uh, and also performance opportunities. We choreograph, perform, uh, just generally get involved in dance in Dunedin. And enriching the Dunedin dance scene, also um, finding opportunities for people with and without disabilities to have different platforms to not only learn but also perform at and also mainstream performance is really important to us as well. Mm, Absolutely, yeah. So, shall we get into it? Yeah. Um, So we wanted to really start with talking about what we think makes a successful collaboration, specifically for us. And um, I guess when we thought about this question, when we met, the first thing that came up was open and honest communication. Um, And we had a really good example uh, when we, um, worked together on a duet performance for a fe- dance festival or arts festival, sorry, in Australia um, called Undercover Artists Festival. Uh, we were working on a duet. It was a really big opportunity for us to um, widen our platform and widen our audience. Um, and it was tough, eh, Jenny? Oh, it's terrifying because um, we've come from uh, two choreographies that we had at Fringe. Um, Hannah was doing From Conversation and my piece was Difference is Our Strength and putting two choreographies into a 20 minute piece going overseas and trying to push ourselves being paid I think was the scary thing um, costumes, the fundraising for only the airfare and also worrying about failure mm. I think was a big one for us Yeah, absolutely We, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to uh, to push the boundaries, to have this amazing choreography that would just uh, blow everyone's minds. And, and so we were really had high expectations of ourselves, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we were, we were trying to be cutting edge <laughs> and like above the rest of the world, better than England, better than Australia, because we thought we might be tiny little ants or something. <laughs> and so we were pushing the bigger, the better lifts with crutches and other things. And it just, at one point, it just we just lost our mojo mm. but neither mm. of us could tell each other that we we're kind of both at a standstill but not telling each other or talking yeah we weren't having fun anymore and no. we were kind of 
annoying each other. We were getting irritated with each other, but we weren't talking about it. Can I say the word? We were actually pissed off with each other. (laughs) (laughs) And and Hannah took the brave, brave tact of saying, hey, Jenny, I think we need to talk. Mm. And it ended up not that bad. No, it was all right, wasn't it? (laughs) It was fine because, you know, getting in an office and actually saying this isn't, for it to be okay to say it's not working Mm. was probably the best thing we ever did. Yeah, and it, I think that was a turning point. It was either like we work out how to move forward and to bring the fun back and to um, be open to each other's ideas or we just don't go um, because I think it could have destroyed our relationship, um, our working relationship, if we didn't either stop what we were doing and just forget about that or work out how to how to move forward. I think it also would have destroyed dance for people with disabilities and without disabilities in Dunedin mm. as well. It wasn't just, it was bigger than, our, our relationship not working was bigger than us. Mm. So it was really important, our relationship was important, but the relationship was important for a lot more people as well. Yeah. And I think at the end of it, we decided the fun part was important mm-hmm. because that's what our students, we keep the fun for our students. But as teachers, choreographers, we have to have the fun as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And we do, I think that's a great point. We do have a group of dedicated dancers who turn up every week and want to dance with us. And if that was to fall apart, that would have been really sad. Yeah. yeah. We'd worked so hard to actually build to that. It would have been horrific, really, to just drop dancers with nobody mm, if mm. we felt we couldn't continue yeah and I think in the end by opening up we did start having fun and we did start enjoying the process and we started uh, I guess compromising and listening to each other's ideas and really just focused on making a choreography that we enjoyed performing and when we went to Australia we did we we performed it and it was so much fun and we received really good feedback from the festival organizers Yes, and, and all of the, every, everyone we were there with and from the audience, we couldn't believe what we were trying to push ourselves to do to be good. We were actually 10 years ahead of what Australia was doing, so we had nothing to worry about in the first place. Mm. So it was kind of really exciting to have the fun, but also know we had a cutting-edge way of doing things. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That was the excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we came came away, or at least I know I came away feeling really confident um, and really proud of what we achieved and and the, um, I guess, the choreography that we were working on. And we'll talk more a little bit more about some of the tools and some of the aims that we work on in our choreography a little bit later. Um, Uh, Can I just add there, though, the choreography we had there is still ongoing. And bits and pieces of it have still continued with other works. Absolutely. So we've really continued a lot of concepts concepts and ideas um, along with us over, over the years, which is great to see those ideas grow for sure. Um, the other aspect we had for successful collaboration was learning how to share the teaching load in our classes. <laughs> so this has been fun. So we co-teach in our classes and um, yeah, I guess it's been, you know, it's been a journey to figure out what is the best format to co-teach. Yeah. Um, and so I think early, earlier in the days we were talking about this and 
um, I found that I got really into the momentum of the class and really excited and I would forget to hand over um, the class to Jenny at certain points that we had talked about previously and I would just keep going because I was like in the flow and it was awesome and um, Jenny you were saying that you found that it was just easier to sit back and kind of let that happen well I it was it was easier because Hannah's actually a lot more experienced as I feel to teach so I was just sitting back and letting her doing it thinking I was actually having the easier road but it turns out I was really in the moment working my butt off making sure that the dancers on the floor had support if there was a dancer that didn't look like they were doing anything I'd be look on it and just I was working in the background but it wasn't until we talked about it I realized I actually did a lot of work when I sat back yeah that kind of support role is so huge in our classes it's so important to have someone who has the space and the time to be able to support what's happening in the class. As, as a teacher, you you can't do a lot of one-to-one all the time. You, you're supporting what's happening in the whole class, but as a support person, you have the ability to, to do some more one-to-one stuff for people that might need a little bit more support in the moment. Yeah, yeah. and I think we yeah when we realised uh, what was happening, yeah, we sat down and we did some brainstorming. We did some conflict resolution exercises and identified what each other's needs and fears are as teachers in the class so that we could really understand where we were coming from and from that we brainstormed ideas around what's a good lesson plan format um, we decided that I you know I would construct a draft lesson plan and send that to Jenny a day or two before the class um, let's have regular catch-ups you know like just real simple stuff I think also it was the regular catch-ups but also debrief after class was mm. really really important that sometimes we as teachers when we're we're in the moment we're having we feel that it didn't work particularly well but then because you're teaching you don't notice about it but the person helping noticed that it actually did work quite well or had an idea how to tweak something or bounce it off to make it a better idea and yeah yeah so the classes is much more than just teaching them isn't it mm. it's their planning and the debrief yeah. afterwards um, so we have we have the planning we have the debrief and we also have a structure which which works really well for us yeah. and that structure is going to look different for different people for sure kind of a structure that actually works when we have a teacher filling in for us or like I'm landing Hannah with a class tonight because I kind of have to go off and teach tramp so it's a structure that can be there if something goes wrong mm. and one of us can't be there it's a really good structure yeah yeah we have we have some flexibility don't we yeah, yeah it's yes. not it's super rigid <laughs> it's not super rigid and and we are now strong enough that we and what we do that we know we can go off book and it doesn't matter that mm. you've gone off book. Oh, the class is enjoying one exercise, so we're now like, oh, well, we'll just not carry on with the other exercise. We'll <laughs> carry on. Or it might we just don't even use the book at all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So there, there are a couple of examples around the importance of open and honest communication. And, you know, if you hold stuff back, if you hold um, feelings or concerns back, then it can just grow and manifest into something really ugly and negative and and I think we've really learned to avoid it getting to that point which is really great 
Uh, something else we talked about with regards to collaboration uh, are some of the barriers. And I think um, ableism was a barrier that really struck me, something I hadn't picked up on or realised that what, uh, what was happening externally to our collaboration and something that was impacting Jenny quite a lot. And once we talked about it, it was like, yeah, that does happen. Um, so I'll let Jenny kind of explain <laughs> that in a bit more detail. <laughs> Well, I'll just explain probably where we got to because I was kind of naughty. We do discuss a lot, but I held back. About We did three different works and Hannah and I had put out there that we co-choreographed, co-directed, co-teach it. Everything had it. Every program had it written on. Everything Mm. was written on. And then all of a sudden, I found Hannah being quoted for something I wrote um, that we wrote as a collaborative piece, but it was actually my answer twigged slightly by Hannah but the majority and it got to the point I was like this is the third time this has happened I'm over I was really angry (laughs) but not at Hannah I just let it it wasn't at Hannah it was actually angry at the able-bodied world out there Mm, mm. and how we can put it out and then it be so that the person without the visible disability be attributed to everything Mm. when we had a partnership so we hadn't realized until I got angry <laughs> and then Hannah came up with a solution of how we could address this in a public forum. Yeah so in New Zealand we have DANS which is the New Zealand Dance Organisation. Dance, Dance Aotearoa New Zealand? Yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah and so they write a blog and they do a magazine and so I approached DANS and suggested that Jenny and I wrote uh, wrote write. <laughs> write R- a blog. What's the right word? We write. We typed a blog. <laughs> we typed a blog uh, about ableism and dance and what um, what our experiences were with regards to ableism. And, and part of that blog was addressing this uh, pattern where, yeah, like Jenny said, in our programs, when we have performances, we write that we're co choreographed, we co direct. But quite often in reviews, for instance, as an example, the reviewer will only mention me as the choreographer and the director. Um, and so we wrote about this um, invisibilizing, if that's a word, of Jenny and not acknowledging the contribution um, that Jenny makes in our collaborative uh, relationship. Um, and so, yeah, we felt like that was a really good educational outcome. Yeah, it was. I think out of that one also came that we realised that it wasn't just able-bodied people that were doing that. That was actually some of our own dancers dancing in a choreography that yeah. did that as well. Automatically assuming Hannah's in control of everything when we have always done a collaborative process. So that was quite educational for us as well mm. to realise it wasn't just the reviewers, the media, the at all of our audiences it was within our dancers as well yeah absolutely and I guess that shows that it doesn't matter who you are whether you have a disability or not you can still um, I guess take on um, these stereotypes and stigma um, with regards to different identities Um, and I think I think what this showed me is this isn't only a barrier to our specific collaboration, but this lack of acknowledgement, I think, is a barrier to artists with disabilities in general being acknowledged for the work that they do and to be able to um, step up and grow as artists and, and get opportunities and work go into leadership roles. I imagine that they get um, overlooked all the time. 
Yeah, I think we also looked in our blog about pay parity as well because I was um, pretty annoyed when I heard that with one of our professional, our only professional dance company with disability in this country, and I'm not going to mention the name, but um, they did pay able-bodied dancers more than dancers with disability who came, who auditioned in the same process. So it isn't just this country and it's other countries doing the same thing. So that sort of came out of us writing the blog that we realised when we did a bit more research, what's out there, how, how things are viewed. Mm, absolutely. So yeah, that was a, a, a very educational process for us. Like for a lot us, of le- we had a lot of learning. We had yeah. a lot of learning, <laughs> but a lot of fun in writing it. Yeah, um, And we learned a lot about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So we're thinking about... Uh, what makes a successful collaboration and what are some of the barriers we've experienced and these are just little wee snippets Um, some of the advantages of of collaboration like what we have found working together is that we can really support and encourage each other especially if the other person is struggling and that doesn't have to be struggling with um, something to do with our dance uh, group or performance it could be struggling in, in other areas of life as well well, it's like right now in COVID, my husband's lost his job. And yeah. Hannah has me on her doorstep um, and I'm still teaching dance because I enjoy it. But that's just one example. Or it might be it's the other way around with Hannah. Yeah, or, absolutely. you know, she got a new job and needed a, a, a someone who could be a reference. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of other aspects to our lives, but they also collide with this relationship, which is a positive things. Mm, absolutely. So that support is been so great it's been awesome <laughs> um, we do push each other outside our comfort zones especially when we're choreographing together like we try some pretty out there lifts like Jenny's like lifting me and throwing me around and I yeah uh, we really push each other um, <laughs> you just went and taking this one you need to realize I'm the one with the disability <laughs> who can't walk who thinks I can walk <laughs> and I'm lifting my colleague most of the time um, that's my choice yeah. because for me it's more about showing the strength of the vulnerable, mm. what pe- people perceive as vulnerable, and saying that the other, I also don't like anyone lifting me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got too much to lose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so we made a conscious decision that um, Jenny would do most of the lifting. Uh, and Jenny's very good at lifting, I'll say. <laughs> like, Jenny knows, you know, you know where your body is in space and how to create a stable base for me to climb over. And I will, I'll tell you, I'm like <laughs> older and bigger now. So, and Jenny's still lifting me. So I'm very, very impressed with <laughs> the strength <laughs> that's there. <laughs> uh, so it's only because I made you do Masters Games and jump on a trampoline and go up over Mount Cargo. <laughs> no, oh, sorry, wrong, wrong mountain. Um, the pineapple track and something else. Yes, so we're always, <laughs> we're always giving each other challenges. So whether it's competing in Masters Games or doing a hill climb, we're, we're, we're currently working on the uh, stair climb. Yeah, the stair climb. In Dunedin <laughs> Stadium. So Yeah, do you realise we're up to 2,800 steps <laughs> now? Uh, uh, we've got to start training for that, seriously. Um, we're seriously. <laughs> I'm only doing 3,000 steps, so you're carrying me down the rest of them. All oh, right, okay, sweet as. <laughs> I have to practice um, piggybacking. Yeah, <laughs> three ha- my goal is three hundred dollars for three thousand steps, so you'll have to carry me the rest of the way. Okay. Sorry, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a deal. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, we definitely push each other. We learn and we grow um, together, um, both within dance, and that flows into other aspects of our life, which is really, really awesome. Um, we we do focus on a few different um, 
goals and aims within our choreography and, and within our classes. And so we mentioned, Jenny mentioned the importance of having um, them carry me a lot in the choreography and, and the reasons around that. Um, something we asked, we always, or, or, sorry, something else that we focus on is destigmatizing identities. Yes. Uh, so early on, we had some particular ideas around how, how we could do that, and that's changed over time. So, um, like for me, I was really into um, having mobility devices really, really visible on stage, um, and sort of breaking down this idea that they that people are restricted by mobility devices and showing them as um, something that is active and fun. And so we would use mobility devices like chairs and crutches as tools of play. Yep. Pull them apart. We'd do pick up sticks. We'd play games with them like we really wanted to show the mobility devices in a really active um, sense yeah. and Jenny do you want to talk about your sort of earlier yeah my earlier one was more around alluding the audience to who on the stage has disability so mm. I was because I had the disability my legs you can see they were skinnier I was trying to hide that to take the stigma away from that person and then through that process my one rule was no one could use my uh, everyone could use my wheelchair except me mm. but the one rule on the wheelchair is it couldn't be used as a wheelchair as a mobility device it could be anything else but I certainly could not be seen with it mm. um, but I think over the time we've evolved and I've come around to the same way as thinking as Hannah of using any of my mobility devices including we've now pulled my wheelchair apart and put it back together again and <laughs> um, done many randoms like mm. played discus with the wheels <laughs> <laughs> crutches as um, pickup sticks including the person one of the people being as me being a pickup stick as well to fall with them mm. and make sculptures and yeah yeah and I think you were saying Jenny that um, in the beginning there was a vulnerability around um, your disability and and being visible and I was having a similar experience around my queerness um, I was just I guess coming out at the time and so we were both sort of experiencing this vulnerability around do it how much do we want to show or not show what's what does visibility mean and why is that good or not good and so we were kind of exploring that space and um, I think we really as we moved on we developed a choreography around differences our strengths so we yes. really wanted to that choreography was a lot of it was about really showing queerness and disability and in different spaces and layering layering identities and showing our whole selves as well as these these aspects of our identities that in the past we were a little bit shy about. I actually think that choreography was part of our growth to get through that vulnerable stage mm. as well and it it's made us quite a lot stronger although we've been through the, all the talking and things it, the actual movement conversation is probably the thing that's grown us the most of the lot mm. uh, over the years um, because look now we're quite happy and I'm going to move on to the next one is getting involved with um, on display which mm. um, Hannah can talk more where that came from but that was like quite intense but I was at a point in, in Hannah too that where we could actually proudly go out there and show this is who we are happy for people to walk around see everything out there no makeup no anything it just this is us we're very proud mm. to be very proud to be who we are 
Yeah, so so On Display is a global movement that was started by a choreographer called Heidi Letsky. I believe she's from New York. Um, and yeah, basically it's a sculptural, I guess, choreographic display. So um, all the performers are dressed in white and they're in a space. And you're really, you're taking on a shape, you become a human sculpture and very, very slowly you can move into different sculptural forms. Um, the audience can uh, walk through you through the space, they can take photos of you, they can look at you up close or from far away. Um, and so you are really on display um, and it, it does take quite a bit of confidence um, and you are very, you're very, very visible, yeah. And just adding to that, those with visual disability um, are at, can do a touch tour, book a touch tour, and so that means yeah. you're even more in, on display. Yeah. And that then your shape and form is actually being, people are actually putting their hands on to see we, what shape you're in, what's your mouth feel like, what's your nose feel like, um, where is, are your legs skinnier, what, what is it different about you that you're putting on display mm, which mm. unfortunately no one booked a touch to it <laughs> I was looking forward to that yeah and I will say you know there are a lot of um, ab um, abilities identities that are invisible and that's totally part of it as well you you can walk around and see humans and you don't always see all of their layered selves and and so um, that's that's also an important part of that on display uh, as well um, and I think through that experience we you know we wrote down words like uh, feeling proud being visible um, showing our whole site our whole selves and all of our layers um, and the ability to see difference side by side and, and that beauty and in, in within difference the, yeah there's definitely I think yeah it was the beauty and difference which is what we walked away from mm. most of all which yeah yeah and, so we should probably wrap up, do you think? <laughs> well, <laughs> before we think? wrap up, I'm actually going to say the one thing that's come out of the whole thing that's actually committed us, uh, us to something from this whole conversation is we've now formed a trust. Yes. Which is exciting because yeah. now we are responsible for something. <laughs> we've got ownership. Shared goals. Shared goals, but we have to kind of slightly behave a wee bit. <laughs> yes, we have but obligations. We now have a third party. Mm -hmm. So if we don't agree, we can have a mediator or a vote on certain issues that we might want yeah. to do. Yeah. So if we if there is conflict in our collaboration, we now have a third person who can come to the table yeah. and, and, and help work through that, yeah. which is really awesome. Um, yeah, moving into a trust is really, really exciting. exciting. Formalises yeah, it. Yeah. Um, the four strings that we're going to work on in our trust, uh, we have our regular dance classes, which we already run. Uh, we want to create more community workshops um, for lots of different community groups. Work with schools. Work with schools, for instance. Yeah. Yep, yep. Another strand is um, performance. So I want to have a regular performance group where each season we create a work. Um, I don't oh. know if Jenny knows about that yet. Oh no, that <laughs> looming solo in the film. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and the fourth strand is, oh, we want to create a, some gas merchandise. Um, we've yep. got some really creative um, dancers who are drawing up really awesome t-shirt patterns. So we want to create some merchandise and create just a little bit of income for our dancers and for us uh, as well. So, because we are, um, you know, we do rely on funding as well as um, teaching fees and we keep our teaching fees pretty pretty low, but, you yeah. know. 
Um, yeah, and so our latest project is a dance film. We're creating a dance film about St. Clair, and, yeah. and Jenny was mentioning that she's doing a solo on that. So yeah, thanks, Hannah. That's, that's <laughs> fine, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have most of our, a lot of our dancers that come to our classes yeah. are involved in that film, so watch this space. Watch the space, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's our next big thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really great. It's been cool. Yeah, I've enjoyed talking with you today, Jenny, about our collaborative relationship. And I really enjoyed talking with you. Yay! It's, it's <laughs> been in a really, an up and down and exciting journey. There's mm. been more ups and there's been downs. There has been, yes. So it's, correct. Um, and I knew this wonderful lady a long time ago as a young person when mm. I coached her for trampolining. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we go way back. We go way back. Yeah. Jenny was my trampoline coach and then uh, the, the tables turned when and I first met Jenny and I was teaching and choreographing on Jenny. <laughs> yeah, she was my choreographer and teacher. That was interesting. Yes, yeah, that was, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's Getting another, that that's another, bu- another book. <laughs> There's another book, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome, but I'm sure we've got many more years to come of yes. um, exciting, fun collaboration so I think so yeah well maybe we'll do a book in another 13 years <laughs> let's not leave it that long please yeah probably not yeah I think we'll have more <laughs> okay, okay you've been listening to Human Library brought to you by the OUSA Student Support Centre Diversity Week and Radio 191 FM for more information on Diversity Week head to www.ousa.org.nz